So I decided in that um, winter, I was like, okay, I'm going to go back to Thailand and I want to, you know, find a job or something and actually start traveling, maybe travel all throughout Southeast Asia. Long story short, um, I was networking. I was trying to find job opportunities all up until the beloved time we all know <laughs> as March when COVID-19 hit. Yeah. And, um, March 2020. What a, what a time. <laughs> <laughs> and basically, when that happened, when COVID hit, I was like, well, this isn't happening anymore. Like, the world just literally shut down. Mm-hmm. So I put that on the back burner. I just focused, like, heavily on just trying to graduate during a pandemic and everything else happening. Um, fast forward a little bit more, I did graduate and that was great. Um, and then George Floyd happened and I still don't fully understand it to this day, but I think when, like the moment when I watched that video, like is something like switched off in my brain, like something changed. I don't know exactly what it was, but something changed. And I think a couple, that was really hard and I had a lot of, Hard times after that happened, and it was like a couple weeks I just wasn't doing the best. And I started feeling better, you know, I found a job and stuff. And one day I just woke up and I was like, you know, I can still make this happen. Mm. So I like was like, okay, how am I getting to Thailand? Because I that was the one country I knew of at the time. So I spent months, months and months trying to figure out how to get to Thailand, how to get the visa, because the borders were so strict, all these different things. I was like, how do I make this happen? And most of sure, I mean, obviously, I'm not in Thailand. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, yeah, keep going. August hit, and um, I was sitting there, and I was like, I had like some talks with some friends, and I just had to come to realization. It's like, Amina, you you're not getting into Thailand right now. It's just not happening. And I promise you, I tried every. I mean, everything that's legal, of course. <laughs> No legal things, people. You hear that? Don't try legal things to get into the country. (laughs) Um, But I just had to realize it's not happening. But I think at that point, I kind of sat down with myself and I said, okay, Mina, what is your goal? Is your goal to go to Thailand or is your goal to get out of the United States? And I think that combined with kind of this voice that was in me saying, get out, get out, get out, that just wouldn't stop. Mm. I said, well, my goal is to get out of the United States. So... I followed that voice. Um, I had to take a break for a week or so to move out my apartment and things like that. And basically about from the time I solidified Ecuador, which was everyone asked me why Ecuador, it kind of just went with the feeling. I joined some Facebook groups. I kind of just got a feel of different places. I was looking at Mexico, Ecuador, and I think one or two other countries. And Ecuador, I don't know, it just felt right. And so I solidified, okay, I'm going to Ecuador. Um, and within three weeks, I was on a plane and I was in Guayaquil, Ecuador. Wow, 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 wow. So let's, let's stop it right there. So that's, that's, quite, that's quite a story of, uh, you know, you take it from that COVID. And you mentioned, obviously, George Floyd in the summer. By the way, where are you from in the United States? So I was born in Jersey, but I moved here from Nevada. That's also where I went to college. Yeah. Okay, and you, and you graduated with a degree in what? My degrees are in criminal justice and political science. Awesome, awesome. And your plans are what, to be a lawyer still? Um, <laughs> not necessarily. Um, <laughs> I think also that summer that there was a whole like realization and I guess uh, understanding in my own head of, not in my own head, but just a realization that the goals that I had of you know changing a system that I saw um, 
you know, plaguing the lives of people that I cared about and people that look like me. Um, it just didn't feel realistic anymore that those goals could be attained within the plans I had before of going to law school and becoming mm. a judge. And also, I felt like this journey was, I think, kind of the first step to my new plan, which is to seek liberation. Because I feel like my my goal isn't just to change laws or to review policy or to ban something or whatever. Mm. I, I want true liberation for the people that are being that marginalized identities in, in the U.S. that are being affected by these systems of oppression. Mm. So I figured the first step to that wanting of liberation is to find liberation myself. So I kind of see my journey now of kind of extracting myself from that environment and kind of taking a leap as a way to start the process of liberating myself to hopefully one day try to navigate making that liberation into the communities and the places that I care about. Yeah, that's that's another uh, great point you said. Yeah, you said that really nicely as far as, you know, finding liberation for others. But you got to find it for yourself first. And I think, again, I, I this is your echoing sentiments that I've heard from other people that I've interviewed where, you know, there's a blue passport, right? You're the first one in your family to get a passport. And I'm sure you, you might have recognized this in your own travels is the privilege of having a blue passport, of having an American passport. But yet mm-hmm. that American passport, you, one might not feel that privilege back home, but they feel it while they're abroad. So I think uh, for people like you and I and others that are living abroad, they have they have the privilege of having an American passport. Um, we see what that looks like abroad, right? And we have a different perspective compared to others that are still in the United States and have never lived abroad. So I think it, it does it does add this wrinkle, I think, in, in our minds and this perspective of, so it's like this live abroad. And if you don't know what it's like, I can provide perspective on that, like obviously you're doing now, <laughs> being on my podcast and hopefully what I do by interviewing people, people like you. But I think it's important, right? I, I think perspectives matter. And I think the way you said it and what you want to do, right, what your plan is, it makes total sense. Your your goal is to liberate yourself. And you said the only way, and but yet you want to help others do so. But you have to do the you have to do the work first on yourself, right? And I think that goes with so many other things, right? Like people want to work on others or work, you know, something that's outside of themselves and never look inwards, which obviously... It's easier said than done, but that's probably where most of the work needs to be done, right? Is that inner yeah. that inner work on ourselves. But all right, so let's go. All right, so you chose Ecuador, right? You're on the plane to Ecuador. When did you arrive in Ecuador? Um, I came to Ecuador, um, I believe it was September 4th. September 4th of 2020, okay. And how, what, what, I don't think you disclosed this. How did you land the opportunity to go to Ecuador? Like, what are you doing in Ecuador right now? Um, so that's the funny thing. I kind of just came here on faith, <laughs> um, which sounds wild, but, you Wait, know, you came I, here, you say it again? You came there on what? On faith. Oh, like, on so just, you had like, nothing lined up. I didn't have a job when I came here, no. I, I mean, I was very frugal. Luckily, since I went to <laughs> Thailand, I had a mentor who was great and taught me the, the ethics of being very frugal and being, saving my money. And I was lucky to find a job after graduating and just a lot of saving. I was like, okay, I built a little nest and I was like, okay, I'm comfortable leaving with this amount. Basically, I set a goal amount. I'm like, okay, if I make this amount by the time, I'll go. And I did it. So I went. And <laughs> All right, so question. Because you because know, right now what you're saying, your story, can inspire a lot of people that listen to this. Because one thing, one misconception, I wouldn't say misconception, one real thought that people have is, it costs a lot of money to move abroad or, you know, to just be away for a prolonged period of time. 
and you didn't have yeah. anything lined up. So it's like, damn. Like <laughs> I was here. I had the assumption in my head that you had something lined up, but obviously, in your in your case, you don't. So if you don't mind asking, or at least you don't have to give me a specific number, but at least a range of what you had saved before you made the move where you felt comfortable. Um. So I had around. Um, the cost of living abroad actually is funny because it wasn't, it didn't cost too much, but, um, I think before I left to move abroad, um, I had, I'll give a range, Mm -hmm. um, between 15 and $5,000. So five to $15,000 you said. Yeah, yeah. That's quite a big range, but okay. <laughs> That's, that makes I quite a. I mean, you could give me like, a, can you give me like a five thousand dollar range, like five to ten or ten to fifteen? That that would be. <laughs> I guess I could say eight to twelve. Yeah, let's do that. So go ahead. So it, eight to twelve thousand dollars is what you yes. is what you had. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you had some money saved up, some coin. You had some coin saved up <laughs> to go to Ecuador. Um, and you're in Manta, Ecuador. Where exactly is Manta, Ecuador? Manta is on the coast. So it's like, I would say, um, it's like one of the biggest cities on the coast, um, of Ecuador. And it's nice. I mean, it's like, it's like a weird vibe between like a coastal town, but it's also like, it's like a full city, like a, like, as a very lot of modern, like amenities and things like that, which is pretty cool. Okay. And how did you, so... Was Ecuador, because I want to make sure I got this right, was Ecuador like the only place that would take you in as far as the pandemic is concerned? What's up with that? Um, The funny thing is, so um, someone, a really great friend that's become a great friend, she suggested to me, because I posted actually in the Black Sit um, Facebook group, and I was like, hey, y'all, I've been trying to go to Thailand, but that's not happening. I'm trying to get some inspiration. Where where y'all think I should go? And or not not where, but I was trying to figure out where to go. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> this one lady commented on my post, and she was just really rude. And someone actually <laughs> messaged me, and they're like, "I'm so sorry for her, but I can help you." Blah blah blah. And she sent me some Facebook groups. One of them was African Americans in Ecuador, which has now become a very great resource for me. Um, so no, Ecuador was not the only place. I actually sat down um, after I moved out of my apartment. It was a little settled. I wrote down a list, I went online and found all the places accepting U.S. people. Because at the time, you know, there was mm-hmm. different countries not allowing a U.S. passport, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I wrote them all down. And um, at the time, Ecuador and Mexico were already in my head. And I was planning on sitting down like I do everything else and doing extensive research on every single one, looking pros and cons lists and mm-hmm. all this, making a graph or something. <laughs> and... I looked at the list and just Ecuador just like just stood out to me. I was just like, all right. I just kind of, it just felt right. And I was just like, okay, let me start looking into this. And the more I looked into it, it just felt right. And I was just like, all right, we're going to Ecuador. So, so give us for those that are listening. Cause again, it's obviously Mexico and Ecuador might sound similar to some, right? As far as all, oh, both yeah. speak Spanish. They're both on the Western hemisphere. But, you know, they're in two different continents. But uh, how would you, what would you describe all the differences that kind of pushed you towards Ecuador rather than Mexico? So my two biggest um, 
my two criteria for finding a place was number one, cost of living, and also number two, a place that was doing relatively well in managing COVID-19. Um, for me at the time, I was looking into Mexico and just, I was just hearing a lot about that COVID was very rampant there and there wasn't a lot being done. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Hence why I see people Bel- all into Luma and Instagram. Everyone's <laughs> in, in Mexico. But yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Um, I looked into Ecuador and there was, um, COVID hit Ecuador really, really hard in the beginning. Actually, they made world news of how bad it was here. Mm-hmm. But um, after looking and talking to people, I saw that they were managing it very well. They were taking a lot of precautions. So I think between those two, the COVID was the biggest thing. And also, I just um, I felt there was more structure here in Ecuador that I would find that um, during this time of the pandemic and stuff like that would make it an easier transition. Got it, got it. And so you arrive in Manta, Ecuador. Um, what were your immediate concerns when you arrived or prior to arriving? Um, I mean, number one was catching COVID. Um, <laughs> that's a good one to have. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, I was like, I had on all of like, I had a face shield. I had two masks on. When my mom dropped me off at the airport, I was like, could barely breathe. She's like, why are you wearing so many masks? I was like, why do I get COVID? Um, that was obviously my biggest thing. But also... Yeah. um. When I got here, I contemplate because you have to have a PCR test 10 days before you get here. But I also knew like being on an airplane in an airport, things like that. While I was very cautious and took all the precautions I could, um, I mean, things can always happen. So Mm -hmm. I also toyed with the idea of like, do I want to just self-quarantine for two weeks? Because just my worst nightmares, I come here to a new community of new people and I just like infect everyone. Right, right, exactly. Because that happens a lot too. People don't realize that is that they're like, oh, what country doesn't have high COVID cases? Oh, let me go there. And I live in a country that had high COVID cases. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I definitely didn't want that because I'm like, these are people that I want to build community with. And I don't think that's a good icebreaker. Like, hey, I um, gave you COVID. Remember, COVID. we're friends now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, I actually I didn't like for say quarantine, though. But what I did do is I was very cautious. You know, I only went out to get groceries or if I could, I ordered them in. So I played it very safe. And I mean, from my knowledge, no one that I came in contact with for COVID, um, everyone is so good. They're listening to this like, damn um, you, Amina. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I'm just playing, I'm just playing, I'm just playing. All right, so that's pretty cool, though. So you're in Ecuador, you go to Manta, Ecuador, it's on the coast, you're in a coastal city, so I'm assuming beaches around, nice weather, right? Yes. So, yes, yes. so... So people that are, they're not familiar with for <laughs> they're not familiar with living abroad and particularly in a place that is nice weather year round. So that's one thing I've actually haven't spoken to many of my guests about because even though I've interviewed people that live in like tropical places or whatever, we never really speak about the difference that weather makes in the way you feel about just yourself and just your day. I mean, living here in Costa Rica, I, I'm sure you and I can relate a lot. Is it's 75 degrees every day here and and above. So it's like. Yo, this is like, I can only be so mad (laughs) at whatever's going on in my life because it's going to be a nice sunny day. And I'm sure with you, I mean, how close are you to the beach? Um, I live actually pretty close to the beach. I honestly, that's one thing I'm kind of upset about because, I mean, I can't see the ocean or the beach from my apartment, but I wish I went to the, actually went to the beach more often. I wish that's something I did, but. um, But the beach is how close? 
like a three, four, like less than a five minute walk. Oh my God. You're going <laughs> to. I'm thinking you're like half an hour away. It's a no, five-minute no. walk to the beach. Listen, you're going to upset people that are literally in the cold right now. You're saying, you know, I can't see the beach from my house, which is kind of upsetting, but, you know. <laughs> I know. It's about to be like an We're spoiled. We're very spoiled, you and I, Amina. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I'm assuming it's a very beautiful beach, right? Yeah, it's really nice. I think my biggest thing is I hate bringing sand back into my apartment because I feel like it's the hardest thing to like get out yeah. once it's there. The troubles but, of living abroad in a tropical place: sand in I the know, apartment. So <laughs> many, so many struggles, right? <laughs> yeah, you're you're really selling this idea of not going abroad by saying, yeah, you know, sand is so annoying. After you go to the beach, that's five minutes away. You bring them back into your house. Ugh. Yeah, I, I totally feel you on that one. <laughs> no, but I agree, though, on the, the weather. I yeah. think that I didn't realize, like, until I was looking at, you know, like, friends, like, their Snapchats or Instagrams of, like, snow and stuff. And I was like, <laughs> I couldn't imagine. Like, right now, like, like, I would just be really, like, because, I mean, I think seasonal depression and stuff like that is mm-hmm, really, it's mm-hmm. real. Yep. And I remember, like, during, like, this time of year i'll be very sad and like to be to be real like i mean i definitely have off days i have bad things bad things happen to me still Mm -hmm. i mean moving abroad didn't just change everything but i think a lot of like the things attributed to like you know getting enough sun each day or you know being able to do certain things that are not inhibited by the weather definitely helps yeah for sure for sure i mean yeah i I know uh yes for those that are listening it's not like yeah sunny every day so therefore you're happy 24 7 obviously not right like you said you're gonna have off days maybe even on the beach you might (laughs) you might have an off day at the beach right so it's not like you know but of course for those that are currently especially my fellow new yorkers i apologize for going on a a tangent about being at the beach but and nice weather but (laughs) right continue on so let's talk about let's talk about more in depth about ecuador and like its people because i have i have a really close friend of mine Shout out to Roger. He's also been on the podcast. He's Ecuadorian. He, I met him. We were born and raised in New York. So tell me about Ecuador and its people. How do you describe the people of Ecuador in your time being there? Um, I think people here are, are very kind. I think that for me, I've learned, like, you know, people are, people will, like, give you their last. Like, I've had people invite me to their house and, like, you know, want to give me food. And I think that's, like, a lot, especially considering, like, we're in a pandemic right now mm. and um i've mentioned like and just people from latin america i also have friends from venezuela from um colombia like all over latin america um that are living in ecuador yeah okay cool, um, cool. which i was surprised by so how we describe the biggest difference from um month one in ecuador to whatever month you're currently in now <laughs> oh um and you particularly the biggest difference in yourself have you noticed yeah in the first month when i was here i didn't know much spanish i honestly like because i came here without ever coming here before i didn't know much about ecuador um i was like i had a lot of excitement but i was also scared i was like it was just a lot of like trying to learn and figure out what exactly where am i and like how is this gonna work um as opposed to now um I feel like I've definitely learned a lot more Spanish, but I'm definitely not at the the level I would hope I would have been at. But it's understandable with everything going on. Um, 
now I feel like I've met a lot of people, you know, I've like built like good friendships and relationships with people. Um, <clears throat> I feel a lot more comfortable in the city. Uh, that's the other thing. I think when my first month I was here, I was, I was bringing a lot of my perceptions of the U S here. Like I was kind of scared of everything. Like I was mm-hmm. like, um, like someone followed me in the store and I was like, Oh my God, like they think I'm good shoplift. And so I was like, no, they just want to give you good customer service here. Like that's all it is. So it's like, it took me time to really kind of disengage from those ideals I had of the U S and my reality in the U S to coming here. I'm like, okay, I'm not in the same environment. I can kind of chill a little bit more. Got it. Got it. All right. Now we're in our last segment of the podcast. Some lightning round questions. Let's see what you come up with. Uh, what is your favorite place in Ecuador? Hmm, my favorite place. Um, I would have to say, oh my god, <laughs> why is it so hard? Um, <laughs> honestly, I would say my favorite place in Ecuador right now is when I go to my expat and uncle, they live actually, um, they have an ocean front. It's honestly on their balcony where we have lunch four times a week and just, I can hear the ocean and we usually have a good meal. That's honestly my favorite part in Ecuador. So is that also in Manta? Yes, it's in Manta, okay. yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but specifically your expat uncle and uh, aunt, that's pretty That's pretty nice though to have that kind of bond. Um, least favorite place in Ecuador? Oh, um, least favorite. I mean, the sidewalks, because no one picks up their dog poop. (laughs) That was different. I like that answer. That was a different answer. (laughs) And all the sidewalks, like, the sidewalks aren't all flat here. Like, they're, like, like, you'll, like, the amount of times I trip and fell so many times walking here the first month until I started getting used to it, it was, like, atrocious. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So sidewalks, a lot of poops on sidewalks in certain parts of Ecuador, I'm assuming. Okay, cool. Watch your step there, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <laughs> um, what is your favorite food to eat in Ecuador? Ceviche de camarones. Uh, oh, de camarones. Okay, so shrimp ceviche. Sounds yes, very, ceviche. very delicious. Um, yes. What is, what surprised you about living in Ecuador? What's one thing that you say surprised you about Ecuador? I feel like these are things that pop in your head like throughout the day, but you forget when someone actually asks you the question. Mm. I think what surprised me more about Manta, I think it's a very like chill place, but I don't know, for me personally, I definitely still get like a very city vibe, so it's not as chill or it's not as like tranquilo as I thought it would be. At least for me in my experience. Got it. So for those that don't know Spanish, tranquilo means like relax, chill vibe. So yeah, nice Spanish. I like how you just put that Spanish in. That's very nice, Amina. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and last final question. So obviously you moved without a job, right? which I think is very unique. Oh, everyone that I've interviewed. You might be actually the only first person I've interviewed that's moved abroad like without a job. Um, so what would you say to people that listen to this episode and want to move, not just to Ecuador, but anywhere and nothing is set, exactly set up, what would be your advice to them? If something's really nagging at you to do it and 
Because I think the thing is, like, people say, like, it's about the money. But I've literally heard stories of people that have moved abroad with, like, close to nothing. Like, a couple hundred dollars in their pocket and they made it, like, work. Um, which, I mean, isn't, I obviously is not ideal. But I think my advice is if there's really something telling you to take the leap, to just take it. I mean, I think me on this journey, the main thing I had to realize is, like, number one, I didn't come this far to only come this far. Like, mm. I didn't. Like the universe. Say that again. Say that again. That was powerful. Say that. That was. That was. That hit me. Say it again. I didn't come this far to only come this Mm. far, and I say that because like I didn't go through all that stuff. Like, cause let's not get it wrong. The move abroad, transitioning to move out is not easy. It's stressful, Mm -hmm. especially during a pandemic. But I cannot fathom something in me, my gut, my intuition telling me to go to Ecuador for me to just come here and completely fail, to be homeless and have nothing or whatever. So I really have to, like, rely on the fact that, like, somehow, some way, it will work out. Um, I don't recommend this for everyone because it's not for everyone, (laughs) um, what I did. But I just know, like, it has to work out. And because... Like I said, like at the end of the day, it's not um, it's not always clear to me what the next step is or how things will look like. But what is clear is that I'm here for a reason and I have to keep on going. I hope you enjoyed that episode with Amina. I most definitely did. Um, I really, really like what she said in her last um in that last segment there and and why I had to repeat it because <laughs> it really just struck me as such a really awesome way of just capturing you know not only living abroad but also facing facing challenges this idea of I have not come this far to only come this far and it's just this idea right of just don't give up as long as you don't give up uh things will be okay and I've actually learned that from my mentor when I was studying music and I wanted to give up he's like if you give up then it's over <laughs> But he said, if you don't give up, you're going to be okay because you're going to keep going. And you're going to go through challenges and you're going you're gonna to succeed eventually. And living abroad is, is, is a challenge, as she mentioned, especially in her situation. It's just so awesome, awesome hearing people that are doing, they're living abroad like me, but in completely different circumstances, right? Everyone's story is different. And that's what I love about this podcast. She didn't have a job lined up. <laughs> that's pretty scary, right? Um, she moved in the middle of a pandemic. Also scary. These things require courage and faith to to accomplish these feats of not just moving, but then striving and living abroad, right? It's one thing to move. It's another to actually live uh, in a new place. Um, so yeah, just kudos to Amina. And um, it was just great talking to her. And by the way, she has an awesome YouTube channel where she discusses all things living abroad. It's called Amina's Adventures. Um, and I'll put that in the show notes. And as well, follow her Instagram page, which is Amina's underscore adventures that is adminas underscore adventures awesome content as well on our instagram page so make sure to check that out so yeah um next week i don't know (laughs) i feel like i say this all the time i have no idea what i'm gonna do next week for the podcast but again this is the fun part right i just randomly got in contact with amina and now we have an episode on it so um, it might be a solo episode. It might not be. We'll see what happens. But, you know, you know, I got something for you. I always have something lined up for you guys to listen to, to for you to enjoy. And obviously for myself to enjoy as well. But yeah. And as always, if you like what you hear, please leave a review and subscribe to Apple Podcasts. 
Follow me on Spotify and any of your other favorite streaming platforms. See you next week. This is A Living Color Abroad. Peace.